0: you are now locked into the beyond hashtag podcast good morning
1: good afternoon good evening and welcome back to beyond the hashtag you are joining us on episode 14 It's been a while, I've been a few weeks off, doing a couple bits, couple bobs, but I'm back in action with a big episode for you guys, a very special one. It's a season review of the main discrimination stories in British football and European football in the 2020-2021 season. Um, But I'm not doing it alone, guys. I'm joined with a few guests. I'm here with the infamous final thirds. i I'm here with Manlat Shems. How you doing, bro?
2: Thanks, 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 the intro. Infamous as well, I love that. Thanks, I think he's an
1: Afro-Odation Malak Banks, how you
2: doing, bro? I'm lovely, man. Just came off the back of a 6-2 win at football, so you know I'm pumped up already. I'm yes. ready for tonight. Ready. Team, ready to too.
1: attack the racists. he was on my team. he was on
2: my, te- yours my team, team, Sam. was literally, team. Yours, literally <laughs> on my team. You got picked after me. <laughs> got
3: picked after me. And
1: Jules, how you doing?
3: I'm good, I'm good, I'm good
1: good yeah so the guys at the final third if you don't know they do regular reviews premier league euros just football in general and this the idea of this episode actually spun from you guys is um season reviews of all the clubs that you did um and i just thought why not bring it all together and do the same thing but like specific beyond the hashtag style focusing on on racism and and discrimination in football kind of thing so we am going to talk through uh, through a few different clubs, uh, the main clubs in British football and just overall European and, and English football in general. So guys watching, don't forget to like, subscribe, um, turn notifications on, especially on the YouTube, the Spotify. You guys are already there and yeah, just keep keep supporting us. Without much ado, let's get into the episode and we'll start with the great and glorious Manchester United. So we've got Banks, who's our resident United fan. So' Banks, a bit
2: of Chelsea today, but... It's, it's always been United. It's always
1: United. Yeah, that's that's legendary. That's legendary. It's a disgrace. It's a legend, this is a legendary moment right it's there. A disgrace. It's,
2: a disgrace. it's a disgrace. It's a disgrace.
1: So one of one of the main stories um, that United had this season was um, the Edison Cavani incident. So it was his social media post, um, him basically replying to someone and, and calling them uh, Negro. Um, and I think the result of that was that he got a fine and I think it was a one match ban. Um, and... I just wanted to get your thoughts on that incident in general, um, sort of your feelings and thoughts on it. um, And then perhaps some one or two solutions, I'll get the guys to come in on the the discussion as well for what could have been done to prevent that and how we move forward from an incident such as that.
2: So um, this incident right here reminded me a lot of something that happened the previous season with Bernardo Silva and Mendy, where Mm -hmm. um, Bernardo Silva, I think he um, he posted a, a social media post using a Portuguese um character or I think it was a chocolate or carrot or something like that. that compared powerful. it to um to Benjamin Mendy. And obviously there was the backlash. I think he got a ban and a fan as well. And it's very similar to it's all sliding. It's very similar to what happened with Cavani here. I do believe that it was well intentioned what Cavani did. But again, it's 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 the clash of cultures that's um different from the UK and from um South America. Like, we know that really and truly, even in South America, I don't believe they should be using. So even it's it's harmless for them over there because it's just their black friend they call him the greet or whatever. Yeah. But it's it shouldn't be like for me it shouldn't it shouldn't be happening. But that's where education comes in because Cavani cl- um clearly didn't know it was it was a what was it Instagram story yeah. called it. I'm um, literally thanking his friend for um shouting him out or whatever, yeah. and he called him what he calls him on a regular basis. How can we solve that sort of thing? I guess it's an education thing. That if that education mm-hmm. literally closes the gap, then Cavani seems like a good like I don't believe that he, he's calling um his friend that out of malice or yeah. out of evil heart, but at the same time it is still not acceptable. Like that's where education and closing those educational gaps between what's alright in some cultures and what's not,
3: mm-hmm.
2: as I said, ideally around the world, you wouldn't be first characterized by your race, like you wouldn't, just because he's your black friend, you wouldn't call him Negrito. Mm. That's 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 in an ideal world, but we don't live in an ideal world. Clearly, um, the cultures are different in South America. So um, edu- education, education, education in, in that sort of um, scenario. He's coming to a different culture, It's a different way of being done in England compared to Uruguay. So if he's educated, I think he took the the band very personally as well. Yeah, he and his teammates like, did as well. Yeah, I think he was considering like leaving England because mm. he, he'd been oh, so. hard with that sort of brush of racist and he'd got the ban and whatever. So I think he took it like very personally, the idea that he was being um that he was being racist. But um yeah, education, education, education and those sort of ones to close the gaps because it wasn't done out of malice, but that doesn't mean it's not it's not it's it's not right anyway. I feel like wow, facts. Um, Yeah, go on,
0: Shams. I feel like the- I was trying to read up on this i'm not sure if it was this case but i feel like they sent him on a course after like obviously Man united damage control they've sent him on a course just to educate him about things like that and i didn't know that he took it personally but it's interesting how um obviously a lot of to, to the spanish-speaking country the Hispanic speaking countries their defense when it comes to things like this is the word black in their language is, is negro now they know okay yeah you're yeah, speaking your language but you know what it means they're not stupid, they're, they're plugged into the rest of the world, so we all know what that word how it could be derogatory, so I feel like spread carefully um, I understand he was saying that to his friend, but I don't know, it's just I feel a way about it I feel a way about it, I'm sure
2: several the thing we The is, we feel a way about it, but the friend don't even feel a way about it yeah. like The friend yeah. is clearly is clearly used to Cavani calling him
3: that, yeah. as I said,
2: that, that's why I feel like it's a cultural thing that Shem's completely right. Like I don't I feel a way, a way about it too. Like he shouldn't be calling his black friend Negrito or whatever he called him. I think it was, mm. um, it was think it was Negrito. Yeah, yeah. Just because he's his black friend. So oh in, in terms of worldwide, I'd love a shift where your black friends aren't just being called Negrito because yeah. they're black. Like, yeah. You won't you don't call your white friends Blankito. whatever the white word is for in Spanish. Like you don't call Blankito. them blanquito. Like, so initially <laughs> a blanquito. <laughs> You don't call your friends that. You don't call it. He doesn't call his white friends that, so he doesn't need to really be calling, um, his black friend negrito But that's where the education comes in. So like, you don't call any of your black friends. We don't call any of our black friends here, um, a black friend or white friend. Like we don't do that. Friends, you don't need to. You don't need to do that. So education, education, education in this situation for me.
1: Mm and jules one of the solutions and uh, we, we spoke about this on a previous episode um for beyond the hashtag when the giovanni incident happened was in terms of education and 100 percent agree with b- banks but in terms of um education for the foreign players who come into this country and basically firstly whoever signs like for a club one of the mandatory things they do w- when you're sorting out your salary your house whatever is to go on one of these courses and secondly there should be a yearly course for sort of um, equality and diversity anyway for all the pro footballers um just just in the professional English game anyway so it's kind of like a yearly refresher of the kind of things that they should be knowing about if anything's changed in the last year kind of thing so what do you think of like that kind of solution in general and,
3: and would you spin it in another way or would you agree with it um I agree with it because it's like I think everyone needs it it's like when you do like a crash course like with a car like you need to remind yourself so I think, I didn't even know, actually, they did courses, you know, actually, until you guys brought it up, but I think, in general, it's a good idea for, even not just, like, foreigners, but anyone in general, like, I think you just need that, again, like Bank says, education, because a lot of them, obviously, they're um, Spanish-speaking country, they don't come here knowing that, oh, this means, I mean, unless, obviously, you know, and you're just doing it on purpose, but I genuinely think everyone kind of needs that, like, it's good, that like, I think we do need to do it. I don't mm. see any way, any way else you could do it, but, yeah,
1: I agree yeah. on it yeah I don't think it's a thing in the football clubs at the moment I I might have to double check on it but as far as I know they might start bringing it in this year because you know we've had the whole year of Black Lives Matter and stuff but it's kind of like in work and I've definitely seen it in my job where like they've included equality and diversity as part of like the yearly training that you have to kind of do now because of everything that's happened so I guess if your job is a professional footballer then it should be the same thing
0: it's interesting I agree Joe said like not just um, them in football, I I think they're not just like people in other countries, but here, and I'm sure these guys could weigh in because they work in education and they work with kids. I'm sure the kids they work with, they know already certain things can't run. Now, I feel like it's, honestly, I feel like it's a culture thing. I feel like, pardon?
3: Again, it's it's just the level of education because obviously me and and Banks are different levels of education. Like, Mm. for my age, for instance, I wouldn't, like take it personal because they're toddlers and they're Mm. preschoolers like I won't take offense like they've said certain stuff to me and I'm just like oh like because you know I know they're (laughs) like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit there and be like did you just call me like no like literally
0: but I'm I'm trying to say that they'll get coached out of it whereas because you're in England do you understand so eventually they'll know that this is wrong
3: yes like for my ins it's like for my toddlers I wouldn't try to educate them because they're not gonna understand it Whereas in another room where there's like four to seven year olds, they quite understand that, but they still don't understand the difference between, they don't place like your, your skin on a, how can I explain it? I don't place that is the skin. Like, it's, not a, it's
2: not the first yeah, thing like, they think it's just
3: of. It's a colour to them, it's, even though it's not really a colour, but it's just a colour to them. Like they could look at a book and be like, oh, this person looks like this teacher because of their hair. Like they wouldn't think because of their skin, mm. but they know that you are darker than this person or lighter than that person. So like my kids will probably be like, oh, like you're brown and touch my skin, but I can't take sense to it. But if someone on the bus heard that they'll be like, you don't educate your child, mm. but they're too Like they don't know anything, do you get know what I mean? So it's just, I think level obviously of education, but again, it, it should be inclusive for everybody to be fair.
1: Now nah, facts. Hey you, Insta's Finest. Make sure you're following us at beyond hashtag underscore to get them fire visuals. All right, we'll, we'll carry on with Man United and, and move a bit to um, the boy they call Starboy Mason Greenwood. We won't get into the football side of things, though. Right? That's 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 Starboy. for you lot. That's for you lot's pod. That's, <laughs> that, that's Starboy?
3: For
2: one, you lot's stop hating man. <laughs> um, but Time yeah, so, for hating's gone.
3: Only <laughs> one <laughs> so, Starboy. He's at at right now, so yeah. Um, moving on.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, so earlier this season, pretty much right at the start of the season, I think it was the first international break, um, Mason Greenwood um, of Man United and Phil Foden of Man City, they got into a little debacle in, in Iceland and breaking Covid rules and stuff. Um, and cool a big thing was made of it in the media whatever whatever but it was more the reaction to that where basically Greenwood was getting dragged in the media for months after the incident whereas Foden was pretty much allowed to move on quite quickly um mm. and you know this was shown basically there was an article in the mirror which was headlined saying Man United fear Mason Greenwood could um could throw his career away like Ravel Morrison like this headline, and for those of you who don't know, Ravel Morrison was like a huge Man United talent a few years ago who his career didn't basically hit the heights that everyone thought he was going to. Um, the only comparison I see between Greenwood and Ra- Ravel Morrison is that they're both light-skinned. That's I don't, see, And they both play for Man United. I don't see any other comparison. But they've just taken those two things. and seen a kid who's been involved in an incident off the pitch and they've tried to draw comparisons to that. So, um, Banks, let me get your immediate thoughts on, on that. Greenwood incident and how it have even affected his season in general
2: well when when we think about Greenwood's um early on in the season it was just like there was there was so much going on with him we we think about um obviously the that whole Iceland thing he didn't start the season off well so when he was dropped from the England squad I didn't really mind it but then it was the it was the that the newspaper headlines that followed and it was just the whole, oh, it's still like he's not going to turn out. Like, this is a 19-year-old we're talking about. A 19-year-old, you, yes, made a mistake, but now you just see the press steamrolling and steamrolling it snowballs and it snowballs until now it's like, what do you want? Like, how do you want this? Now it's looking like, how does the press want this to play out? Now it's looking like, oh, yes, he's made a mistake 100% and he's atoned for it. He's sorry, he's remorseful, all of that good stuff. But now you're continuing it, continuing it. And it, considering it's the fact that literally nobody around Old Trafford had a bad word to say about Mason Greenwood's preparedness, how he was in training. Yes, he made that mistake for England, but then you start making the false narratives. Oh, he's not working hard. They feel like he's going to throw his career. Like it's just, then it's just like, now we know what's really going on. Like what, Like what? Fair enough, if you made a mistake, you want to blow that one up, whatever. He, he has to hold his hands up to that. But from when you are you start making up narratives and you're now going with, oh, he's going to throw his career away, like another black Manchester United player, it's just like, we know what you're trying to do here. And luckily, Mason said that he's had good people around him that's kept him level-headed, that's through this whole thing that's kind of kept him, kept held him down, because it's been a tough time for him. We think back to um the young uh, ex-Manchester City Academy player Who died, that yeah. sadly took his life. Yeah. Um, Mason Greenwood was come um, close to him, and it, it did rock him. Apparently, yeah. so like we see, we see him getting. I think it was emotional after the after the Leipzig goal. Um, he scored against um, he scored against Red Bull Leipzig in the Champions League, and you could see him getting emotional in the aftermath of um what happened. So, it for for any nineteen year old, that's a lot. It's a anybody. lot to anybody. anybody then, literally anybody that. We're talking about a nineteen-year-old who's already in the in the spotlight because of things that's happened off the field, and now you're steamrolling, steamrolling. Just like we know what's going on here, we know what you're trying to do, and we're thankful that he's managed to keep a level because we've seen this. This this is the sort of thing that could do like the 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 major hound and the 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 dragging through the press. This is the sort of thing that could throw a player off, a a young player off who who hasn't really experienced this before. So when when we talk about media attitudes and we talk about the fact that Foden, yeah, he got off pretty lightly compared to compared to um Greenwood. Yeah, Foden was playing well and he was still in the Manchester City team compared to Greenwood, who was getting dropped for United around these times. But you could see in the in the media, the treatment that Greenwood got in comparison to Foden, light and day, light and day. And that's not something that should be just glossed over. Like there's reasons for that. There's reasons for that. Mm unfold um, on what I think it's a um he had a girlfriend and kid at home like
1: yeah I was just about to say yeah
2: girlfriend and kid at home and you're That's focusing on that. Greenwood like if, if you really wanted good. to make it if, if you was really interested in making this a fair story you'd report it that way
0: yeah.
2: you report you'd report every angle but you had some angles and you focus on other things because of what you want to push so we see how it is in the press we see how it is in the press
1: yeah facts and the, and the English media you know we all know how has a Rife history of dragging down their talents, whether they're mostly the young talents, or so whether to be honest, yeah. whether they're black or white, but mostly you know the young black stars. But we can <clears> even think of like when people like Rooney broke through, they they used to find every incident to try and bring him down, and and you know, but it stems from a racial point of view with people like Sterling and Rashford, who is the patron saint of this country. they're even he him they're trying to they're find trying to,
0: very hard to drag to Rashford, find things, but yeah. just, it just it's just not working as well. And from but yeah, it's racist and. For example, Rooney, Rooney as well is classist as well. So, um, but yeah. mainly obviously racist. And around the Rooney time, there weren't really a lot of black stars for them to really dig their teeth into. Mm-hmm. And Heskey was too polite for them to really. <laughs> them. Honestly, yeah. there was nothing to really find in him. And that story that you said just to touch on it with um Foden and Greenwood is quite sad because um I think I'm not sure. I think it was before that the Manchester United captain. I'm not sure if it was captain then. Was had a madness in Greece. Oh, Maguire, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. absolute right. madness and a madness in Greece. And we glossed, they glossed over it, and they did the effort, everyone did what they had to do. The 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 powers that be really just dusted that off. And Maguire was backing up now. If that was any black player, any we know, <laughs> Pogba. I'm not even gonna, I don't want to use pop, I don't want to <laughs> use because it's too easy. If that yeah. was a black player of any the same sort of magnitude, they are finished, mm. they are finished. They probably want to go to this Euros that we're watching now mm. because of that incident. And in the grand scheme of things, Mason Greenwood and Phil Foden snuck girls into their hotel. I know it's mad. It's mad. Okay, cool. It's mad as I a football It's style.
1: still wrong, but...
0: But
2: they're 19 and they snuck like,
0: girls into the hotel. Like They cold
2: made cold. a mistake. They, they made the mistake. They held their hands up. That should have been the end of it. That should have been the end of it. But and, I think and, Gareth... If I'm, if I'm correct, if I'm correct... What Southgate I think dropped. I think he said he dropped Greenwood from the next squad because of the disciplinary issues. I may be I may be misquoting him, but I believe from the next he did. 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 Yeah. Yeah, So for me, if 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 Southgate wanted Greenwood as a part of his squad, that should have been the end of it. Like that should you shouldn't there there should have been no oh he's still being disciplined. Like what what sort of disciplinary process is is going on for Two straight Matt. it's Either you forgive him or you don't. That's yeah. it. It's either you forgive him or you don't. But Southgate didn't help the situation by continuing it over into the next international break. If you saw, if he said like he said he sorted it out, then let it be just sorted and it, let it, let it want, to rest. Yeah, that's it. But <laughs> in, instead, he wanted to continue it over.
1: And you not remember just touching what Shem said about Harry Maguire? Do, do you remember they even gave him a BBC interview,
2: basically allowing him to clear his name and like explain it? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine getting a BBC interview. As a black player, they were making up stories about Sterling for years. Do you know how many baby mums they said they had Sterling had? They, in- they gave him one interview and he made them incriminate himself. Yeah, they made him say yeah, he made them say, I want to leave. Yeah. That's the only BBC interview they gave him. Said, hey, lined him up, said, yeah, yeah, I want to leave Liverpool. That's the only interview they, that was the only interview BBC gave him. All of these bullshit headlines that they put about Sterling. They didn't want to let him clear his name once. But, it was only that one there, where they, they knew as a young... That was even shysty, because they went straight to a 19-year-old and said, let's do an yeah. interview. Let's shysty, get him shysty. Nah. Put him under pressure, made him... Yeah, nah, 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 nah. Yeah. For them to give Maguire that interview, that was... Not, that's when I knew this whole PR Nothing thing was nasty. That this yeah, thing is nasty.
0: Quickly, and Ravel Morrison, why his one is sad as well. Why he didn't really have, he couldn't really get a BBC interview to clear his name and all these things because he didn't develop in senior football. So, like, the the people within the industry, and if you're really watching, you knew he was peak. You knew he was the next thing yeah. coming through. If you was watching the compilations and all these things then, back then in 2010 or whenever it was, cool. But because he hadn't developed in Under the Lights... He just didn't have, he didn't warrant enough stock to be able to do certain things. So yeah, it's sad. So for them to even compare them to Ravel Morrison, Ravel Morrison's run-ins with the law were a bit more mad than what anything Greenwood's done here. Mm-hmm. He had like, I think, witness mm-hmm. witness intimidation, and then he had problems with his girlfriend, like about, um, um I don't know if it's GBH, but like altercations with his girlfriend, and then the madness on Twitter about using the F word, homophobic tweets. So Ravel Morrison, it's not that bad, but like, come on, like, don't, don't. What's, don't
2: it, what's even sadder when I think about Ravel Morrison is when I think about the fact that he got screwed out of a West Ham contract by Sam Allardyce because he didn't want, Sam Allardyce, Sam Allardyce said, oh, you've got to um, sign up with my agent if you want to get a new contract. Yes. Obviously, Ravel Morrison is his own person. Yeah. And he said, no, I'm not going to do that. And he basically I throws him out. We the last Morrison didn't get Morrison didn't get no interview in order to clear his name. In order, like he got none of that. He got none of that. So, um, like when we think about the fact that Maguire caught his interview, or whatever, like it's mad, it's mad. Morrison got no interview to clear. imagine if he would have dropped that bombshell on back then. When like remember when he was hot, it was peak yeah, for him. Like yeah. he was playing for West Ham, he was their best player. Run, um, run Tottenham, Tottenham them, yeah. That like, there was a time when he was peak, and then it just stopped. That was the reason it stopped. I think he was speaking to Real Ferdinand on the five show. Um, that he said that like, if he um, unless he signed with Dice's agent, he wasn't getting a new contract. He was going to get frozen up. Mm-hmm. He decided against signing with the agent, and he has to go on loan to the Championship when he's been balling in the Prem. Imagine he's able to drop that bombshell, saying this is what you lost, man this is what you Mm -hmm. lot's manager's doing, this is what Allardyce is doing to me, is this fair. Like, imagine you've got to put that into the national press.
0: That's definitely illegal, though. (laughs) That's definitely illegal. That's definitely illegal,
2: though. That can't be be legal. It can't be legal. So, I mean, the opportunities to even just clear our name, get our stories across, get black black footballer stories across that, I think this is a bit off topic, but... I feel like that's why these spaces where they're being headed up by black young black people. That I feel like that's why it's so crucial to get their stories across. Like mm. I feel like in in these mainstream media, like it could so as I said with the with the Sterling one, you say the wrong thing and it's twisted immediately. I feel like these lot know these lot know if they go to a black space, more time they're they're there to protect. They're there to get your story out. So. I feel like that's why it's so important a lot of these black football spaces are popping up and being safe havens for footballers to tell their stories at.
1: Yeah. No, facts. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave a review and a five-star rating. Cool. Um, we'll move on from United to Arsenal. Um and one of the main, I guess, stories surrounding Arsenal and English football in general um, was the online abuse stuff, um, and you know this went this went out throughout the whole season in terms of players getting abused online after games. And I think it was in March um, or maybe even April where like the whole of English football took a stance to boycott social media for four days across like the long weekend. Didn't tweet anything, didn't do anything. Um, well, I think Thierry Henry actually started it a, a few weeks before by himself, and no one wanted to back it. And then all of a sudden, everyone <laughs> everyone jumped off.
2: Um, and, and started doing Everyone it. had to get permission from their, no, from wanted
3: their
2: to <laughs> <laughs> everyone oh,
3: permission from
1: Honestly. So um, and the reason I wanted to uh, link this to Arsenal was because when everyone came back from the social media boycott, was um Arsenal, I guess, one of the main clubs who I guess took it a little bit further and detailed some of the things that they were doing to stop online abuse, like working with Facebook and, and those kind of things. And they did this like online abuse campaign where each week they got like a drawing from like one of their kids to like illustrate stopping online abuse in another way, basically to show that they um, they were like consistent with the message and it just wasn't just over a weekend. So I wanted to, I guess, bring in um, Shems and, and Jules' thoughts on, I guess, the boycott in general, Arsenal's role in it. And yeah, just Arsenal's role in the discrimination fight in general from your fans' perspective?
3: Um, I personally think the boycott that in general, I, these things, just, I don't know, like, where'd you go from here? Like, once yeah. you've done it, what happens next? Because we just go back into a circle, like, we literally just do a cycle uh-huh. and I don't understand the meaning of it. I mean, even some of my, um, like, YouTuber friends and stuff didn't post anything and I'm just like, okay, so, but you're going to go back to Tuesday and still post, <laughs> so... Like, it was so weird because they all literally popped back on Tuesday after bank holiday, like, yeah, this happened, this happened. And it, I think it was on the same weekend as um, the um break-in with the United, um the whole Super League thing. It was, like, within that time. So everyone yeah, yeah. literally couldn't say nothing. But people were still literally, like, at the United, um the the whole madness, people were on, like, they were in Insta Live and stuff, but they were trying not to say something, but you're still on social media, so I don't understand. But anyways, yeah, I personally think it was pointless. Four days of not tweeting, posting, doing a black screen, and yeah. For me it's pointless. Um, but the whole online stop online abuse campaign that we're doing, um, I think it's a good idea. Um, I haven't actually checked and looked in general like in deep, in deep um depth of it and see how what they're doing. But I know that every time they post it, there's always like a chain of abuse, and they're literally just like, oh. You're just like any other club you don't mean it blah blah like i even actually went on the link and they're literally just downing it down like why are you doing it it's pointless blah blah which i get but again it's just a hashtag like literally after i think after our last 10 games every time we'd finish a game like i said a Tini, teeny the thing would just be like they'll post a picture on instagram and hashtag stop a line abuse and it's like okay but where are we going with this like yeah move move forward but, I mean, I guess one of the things they were doing was obviously, like, catching out fans who were online abusing people and taking away their memberships and all that stuff. But mm. why are we starting this now and not before when we were asking about, you know, verifying people online and stuff like that to stop all these abuse from players, fans and stuff. So, I mean, I guess we're moving somewhere, but we're not moving fast enough.
2: Yeah. guys did the, the, the four-day um ban from from social media, or whatever and got um, racially abused. Literally, as soon as they stepped back oh, onto right. social media. Yeah, yeah. It was literally as soon as they stepped back on, they were racially the It was just anyway.
3: like,
2: what's the point? What's that? Literally. Yeah. I was thinking, like, are we being serious here? Like, what's the point?
0: Um, Yeah, no. Just to piggyback on what Jules said. Just, um, the, when she said the black screen thing, it triggered me because it gave me the... Um, BTSD no, of when we had of when we had the black screens on Instagram posts. Remember around that it was over yeah, a year ago.
1: The George Floyd yeah, time. Like George, Floyd, yeah. It
0: literally just yeah. gave me that them those vibes. And I understand the aim to do the whole um, to come off socials, all these clubs, is to prompt Twitter to take action. Now that what everyone was questioning is us coming off and us not posted. How does it affect Twitter's pockets? Now, what this has shown us is it doesn't, it doesn't affect if ever, all celebrities come off Twitter. I don't believe it affects how much people use it because it's just, a, it's, just it's just got a stronghold. It's got its neck on every it's got his hand on everyone's neck. But mm. the aim is to force Twitter to be able to get verification for some of these accounts, these football avia accounts who are just posting nasty, nasty stuff. Um, I don't know how they're gonna do it. Um, no matter what they say, Arsenal it will just be seen as lip service. You're just talking, you're just trying to just follow the trend and just not look woke up or, you know what I mean? So it, I, I don't know what they can do, I, what they can do within games. Now, taking this away from on, off, um, online, what they can do within games, and this is something I've always said that these clubs don't care about, neither do UEFA, neither do FA, neither do FIFA. When a fan or people receive racist abuse, I thought about this when Sterling had it at Chelsea, when people receive racist abuse, you can you can find that fan straight away. You can find a fan, no matter how crowded it is, they can really find and dissect which fan it was. Now, if you say you're gonna take whether it be points, whether it be empty stadiums, back then empty stadiums was a big thing. Obviously, yeah, now we're used yeah. to it. But if you're gonna say, okay, you're gonna lose points, empty stadium, the fans would self-put they'll police it themselves. Yeah, yeah. So right if it, someone 100%. makes a monk, someone makes a monkey chant or whatever. Everyone was gonna. Really, I if like if if the FA enforce it that like, if the the club doesn't take the right proceedings, the justified proceedings to deal with the fan that did the racist abuse, then maybe they get bigger sanctions and like they lose points, this and that. Then the fans will self police it. That's how you iron it out. That's the beauty of racism tackling racism in football because it's in a vacuum. That's how you iron it. You iron it out. You stamp it out. But on socials, I feel like it's bigger than the clubs. It's bigger yeah, than yeah, the clubs, yeah. there's nothing the clubs can do, it's bigger than the clubs. And the sad thing is, even though it's common now, this has always existed. Oh, of course, yeah. always existed. This is and not just for the players. I remember early Twitter days when like c- celebrities were actually replying. Remember Rebecca Black when it was in year seven? It's yeah, Friday, yeah. The Friday song. The Friday. <laughs> <laughs> remember them days, yeah. yeah it yeah. was a dark, dark place. Yeah. You just had to firm it, you just had to firm it. And I'm sorry, but until Twitter or Facebook or Instagram do something, I'm going to have to firm it.
1: Thank you, ladies and gents, for tuning in. That brings us to the end of part one. Make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast so you don't miss part two. We should drop in next week, a week today. If you prefer the visual elements of this, make sure you check out the YouTube, all the links are in the description below. Next week, we'll be talking about taking the knee, the Super League and many more topics and also answering some of your listeners' questions, which some of you amazingly sent in before we recorded this pod. So if you didn't get a chance to send your question in or your question wasn't answered, make sure you hit us up on the socials or on the email and we'll more than likely discuss some of the topics that you guys want to hear on the pod. So keep subscribed, thanks for listening and make sure you share this pod with a friend if you've enjoyed it. Peace and blessings guys, take care. Here at Beyond the Hashtag, we invite all those who are invested in breaking the generational chains of racial injustice one goal at a time. To continue the engagement with us, please follow our socials, Instagram, at beyond hashtag underscore that's at beyond hashtag underscore tweet us at beyond hashtag that's at beyond hashtag on twitter you can email us for more lengthy discussions or suggestions hello beyond hashtag at gmail.com the email again is hello beyond hashtag at gmail.com and our episodes will always be available on spotify google Anchor FM and Apple Podcasts. Thank you once again for listening, and God richly bless.